0: probably already know if you've been listening to this podcast that this is a mini series on my pregnancy journey offshore. So I hope that you have listened to the last few episodes because this episode, like the last one, if you didn't listen to the episode before, might not make a lot of sense. This is another recording that I did. This one was at 15 weeks pregnant and it was a hard one. It was definitely hard to record But I think it's important, so I'm going to publish it. And really, that's all I want to say leading up to what you're about to listen to. So here we go. This is the Women Offshore Podcast. I'm your host, Ali Cedeno, a mariner and founder of Women Offshore. Women Offshore is a 501c3 nonprofit organization supporting a diverse workforce on the water. This episode is sponsored by Endress and Hauser. At Endress and Hauser, diversity makes enterprises sustainably successful. Multiple women in leadership positions at Endress and Hauser Group launched their Women's Integrated Network Initiative together with their executive board. In a model project in the U.S., Endress and Hauser doubled the proportion of women in management to almost a third within four years. Diversity is crucial to companies, explains co-initiator Sandra Rupert, Corporate Director of Brand Management and Communications. The more people with different perspectives get involved, the more robust, agile, and innovative organizations become. Endress and Hauser is a global leader in measurement instrumentation, services, and solutions for industrial process engineering. Learn more at endress.com. Hi, everyone. It is February 15th, 2022, and I am 15 weeks pregnant. I was supposed to go back to my rig tomorrow, and it feels very strange to say this, but I won't be going back. This was not my plan. I want to go back. I was counting on going back, but my doctor doesn't want me going back offshore because of all the testing I have to do. I thought that I could do that testing when I was home, but the way my hitches are lining up, I can't. I guess I just didn't really understand. I didn't understand originally how this would all line up, at least not as well as I thought. So, My doctor wants me to be here, especially if we do see anomalies in some of the testing. So, yeah, I don't know how I'm going to get through this episode, but I want to share with you, and I did promise that I would talk about the testing, so let me go into that. So far, what that has looked like is NIPT, which stands for Non-Invasive Prenatal Testing, Sometimes it's called non-invasive prenatal screening or NIPS, and basically it's a blood test. It's a way to determine the risk that the fetus will be born with certain genetic abnormalities. I took this blood test back when I was 10 weeks. So last time I was home and had been waiting forever for the results. The results actually came back good, but because of my fiance's history, his family history were concerned still and the doctors concerned because one of the abnormalities is viewed as being incompatible with life. So from everything I've learned with Edwards syndrome, trisomy 18, is that if this baby was born with trisomy 18, also known as Edwards syndrome, it might not survive birth if it even makes it that far. So we need to be prepared for this and figure out what we're going to do. And I can't even imagine right now that kind of decision. I don't even want to go there. I'm just praying every day that everything's okay. God, this is so, so hard to record. So coming up at 16 weeks, we can do what's called an amniocentesis, and that is this process where they stick a giant needle in you and they extract some of the ambiotic fluid and then analyze that, the results should give an analysis of the chromosomes. And there's different types of analyses. And I don't want to go into the details there. I don't even know all the details. But what I do know is that when we get our results back, it will show if she has And it is a she, the NIPT confirmed that it's a she. And how cool is that? That she was offshore with me. She was on the rig floor. She climbed the derrick. She did these really cool things with me. Almost lost my train of thought, being so excited about my first trimester offshore that I have a girl who's making waves with me. (laughs) So with this amniocentesis, It will give us this viewpoint of all of her chromosomes, where the parts are. Hopefully, they're all in the right places and let us know if there are any abnormalities. There's also this other test that we just did, a nuchal translucency test. So basically, we went in for an ultrasound where the doctor used a high-resolution scanner and was able to see this part on her neck. And if it looked thick, if it was too thick based off of his parameters, what he was looking for, then that could mean an abnormality. Very interesting, right? Like, had no idea that this could be a telltale of some sort of issue. So while we were there doing this test, we were not able to get a good look because the way she was positioned inside me, we couldn't really see her neck well, not in the way that the doctor wanted to see it. So she's not even born and she's already being difficult, right? I mean, I'm kidding, but still. Later on in the appointment, we could kind of see it, but still didn't get a great look. From what the doctor could see, he said, it's probably okay, but you're doing the amniocentesis soon. So come back for that. That will be a lot more informative. So here we are. 15 weeks, amniocentesis right around the corner. I know that I love my baby already, no matter who she is how many chromosomes she has, but I do want to make sure that she can come into this world pain-free and survive birth. So we will see what happens next. I let my company know that I can't go back because of these reasons. I was so nervous, even though I know they're really supportive and very progressive for the industry and that there would be options. I just, I never wanted it, to come down to this, even though it probably was going to in some form when I'm looking back now. But still, like, this wasn't my plan. Plans change, though. Have a plan doesn't mean it's gonna happen. So I told my program manager, he was really nice about it. He said, don't worry, we'll just come up with a new plan and you can work in the office. So that's what I'm doing. I've already started. And it's pretty great. I'm learning a lot, working hard, trying to use this time to expand my skill set. I want to go back offshore after I give birth, of course, after some maternity leave. And I don't know how hard that will be. I imagine it will be really hard. Talking with other women in our community, I've met some who didn't want to go back at all. They absolutely knew it. I met some who wanted to go back and then the baby comes and they decide that they're not going to go back. And I've even met some that thought, I don't want to go back. But then they go on maternity leave and they realize that they can go back and they do want to go back. They have that support system at home. So they go back offshore. Every pregnancy is very different and every journey into motherhood is very different. Life for new mothers is different. So I have to see what works for me. But at this point, I want to go back. I want to finish my program. I want to complete my competencies as an assistant driller, which is something I didn't get to fully complete. I want more time on the rig, on the rig floor, learning the operations. I, in a very platonic way, love my crew. My driller used to quiz me all the time and push me. And when I didn't know, he'd tell me to come back. And I want more of that. I want more of what that training was like. When I become a manager, which is my goal in life, is to work my way into management, I wanna have that experience. It's so valuable to have real operations experience. No matter what role you're in, whether you're on the bridge, in the engine room, on the rig floor, you name it, you can't get enough operations experience to be valuable in your career and to be marketable so you can get the job that you really want. And I tell people all the time, go out and work offshore, work on any kind of vessel for as long as you can. And then you'll come to a point where maybe you can't anymore or you don't want to, and that's okay. And then you pivot and you grow and you excel in this industry where there are so many opportunities. So that's what I'm trying to do with my own career. And we'll see, we'll see how it goes. I have no idea at this point. Who knows what my mentality, my body will be like, Who knows? how things are gonna be in late 2022 when I'm gearing back up to go back offshore. And some people are probably wondering, well, what about her? What about her needs? Her father can do a great job taking care of her when I'm gone. And we can set it up so her wants and needs are fulfilled. And then when I come home, I can be with her every single day that I'm home, spending tons of quality time. Because as you know, when you work offshore, You work half the year. When you're home, you're home. And that quality time is so valuable, but there's a lot of it. So there we are. So that's the update for now. I'll check back in soon once we get past all these tests. And I want to tell you more. But I hope it's been valuable to you hearing about my experience. I hope that if you want to work offshore and plan a family, that you know that Women Offshore is in your corner to help you figure out how to make that happen that it's not always easy, that you'll probably need to bring extra food out with you when you get pregnant, if you're especially hungry like I was, and make sure that you don't go through it too quickly, that telling your crew is something that you do on your own terms. As long as you've told the people that need to know, such as your medical personnel, I hope that you feel free after listening to this to go after your career dreams. And not worry so much about when you're going to plan a family. But know that you will find a way to prioritize it when it works for you. I want so much for the women in our community. So please reach out if you have any questions. You can send an email to hello at womenoffshore.org. Happy to answer anything relevant to this podcast or working on the water. Especially anything maternity related. I know I thank people a lot for listening, but it does matter to me. The audience here has grown, and I appreciate you tuning in. Thanks again for listening, especially to my journey into motherhood. Thanks for tuning in to the Women Offshore Podcast. What did you think of the show? Leave a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. Additionally, if you want to propel Women Offshore forward, please visit womenoffshore.org or womenoffshore.shop, make a donation or purchase some swag. Until next time, stay safe out there and I'll talk to you soon.